podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for the first week of the true college football season. Yes, there was week zero, and none of those games are worth talking about, not just because they weren't Big Big 12 games, because, I mean, we could spend five minutes on Nebraska if we really wanted to, and I appreciate Nebraska making the rest of the Big 12 look really good. As to This is what happens when you bring a Big 12 team over to another power conference. Anyways, I am so excited to be here because guess what, folks? The gang is back together. Like, for reals. Not like for like a one-off and then to break. The, the gang is back together. Really and truly. Andy Mitz. How's it going? It's great to be back. Hi, Andy. And Jamie Steyer. Hello. Hello, hello. We're back. I'm ready. I'm ready for sports. I'm ready for uh, normal life, maybe a little bit, as far as I'm concerned. I'm ready to be podcasting again. No, wait. Now, Jamie, does it, does it need to be Jamie Steyer Johnson now? Do I have to do the full thing? That Well, I have it as my display name. I, I Legally, I'm Jamie Johnson, but, okay. but Steyer's a middle name now, Um, but I didn't want to, well, I didn't want to hyphenate. I just wanted one last name. That's fair. Especially for like teaching purposes. Hyphenating was too much, but I like Steyer. I, my name is Mrs. Steyer Johnson. Yeah. Like, how much would, like, my students be annoyed the second they walk into the classroom? They'd walk in, look at the board, turn around, and be like, I need a different teacher. <laughs> You'd be Mrs. SJ. There we go. High maintenance. <laughs> yeah. So, can we, we're, we're, you know, I, I'm proclaiming this now, unless Jamie shoots it down. We're just going to start trying to sell JSJ as what we're going to call you moving forward. And, I in love random, that. In random situations, so people are like, yeah, JSJ. You guys, you guys listen to Tintel with Philip and Andy and JSJ. Yeah, you know. I, exactly. I adore that because that makes me feel like um, how they call Coach Matt Campbell CMC. I, I want that for myself. That's awesome. Wait, I it, Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> oh boy what have we done what have we done that, that's that's like um 
CCR, and people are like, yeah, that's like, no, it's 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 credence. No, it's it's <laughs> no, it's credence. And if it's, you try and tell me it's that other hillbilly kind of country band, I will slap you. 1950s, <laughs> remove my glove, one finger at a at a, at a time style. Um, it's credence. But we will go with JSJ. I don't know any other JSJs. Jamie Steyer Johnson, that's just too much of a mouthful to go through. This feels so good. This is like old friends getting back together, you know, at a 10-year at a reunion. It's not really been 10 years, obviously. And, and I mean, technically, we, we have come back here and one of us is now married, which is very 10-year reunion if you want to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> fair. But fair. seriously, it, it didn't even take us two minutes to get derailed. I mean, technically, we're like buying time for our, our, our one guest for this episode. Um, okay, so let's just let's hop in here and just say, look, we, we're not really going to talk a lot of realignment today because I don't I don't want to. I understand it is the topic to discuss. I understand what everybody wants to talk about. I understand that we all are supposed to have our picks on what teams we want to have come into the conference. And I'm a little tired of that conversation, though. I will say this. We ran a poll on Twitter and it, it was it was a pretty good poll. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, I, and I'm going to talk about it real quick as we continue to wait for, I guess, here's the thing. I, the conversation about realignment I want to have is not about what team should we bring in. We'll do that later. Um, the strength of the conference or the strength of the teams in it, we've done that ad nauseum. Uh, whether or not we should be dealing with certain national media people trying to defend how shitty UCLA's uh, stadium looked when it was completely empty, even though they're sitting here and bashing every team in the Big 12 that's left over, or how awful Nebraska looked and, you know, <laughs> Like week zero is week zero, but we ran a poll. I want to talk about the four people on the subcommittee designated with the role of discussing which teams to bring into the conference. That is the thing that is the most interesting to me right now, because those are the four people who will make kind of the proposal and the decision as to which teams the Big 12 adds for expansion. Um, so we've got somebody who's going to be coming in here in a little bit. We'll talk with them about that, I hope. Otherwise, at some point, I'm just going to be like, hey, remember how I said we were going to have a guest? Well, we don't. So let's just move on. Um, because that's how the podcasting world works. And we I didn't want to keep making my good friends here sit around and wait. I did run a poll on Twitter. Um, and the way we did it was I did four four-team combos um, and asked to see what everybody kind of thought would be the best one. We had Cincinnati, Memphis, Houston, UCF. Cincinnati, Memphis, BYU, Boise State, uh, Houston, UCF, USF, BYU, and Cincy, BYU, Houston, UCF. That last one, Cincy, BYU, Houston, UCF, uh, was the overwhelming favorite of the four I pitched. It got 52% of the vote, so more than half the vote to that one. That wasn't too surprising. The one I didn't do, the four-team combination I didn't do, and I wish I had, only because it was the one that got brought up the most of all of these was Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and Boise, and left Houston out. Although I did also see that version with Memphis that left Houston out, um, which is actually one of the ones with Memphis. But Cincinnati, uh, BYU, UCF, and Boise. Um, I don't want to know which teams you guys think are the best. Again, we're gonna we'll have some live. We'll probably do a Spotify green room sometime in the next few weeks to do talk about that stuff because I want to get a, a realignment roundtable together. But I'm just just general thoughts on this whole situation um, because I don't want to spend too much time on this. Andy and, and Jamie, like, where do you kind of sit as far as like the idea of the Big Twelve expanding and and you know these all the different kind of collection of teams we're hearing as the names most people are talking about. Well, personally, I'm cool with expansion. Like, it it certainly is simpler than trying to find a spot theoretically to land in a in a power conference. Um, I but like honestly, it 
I don't really have a huge like stake in the game on who the teams are. I don't really have strong opinions there. Again, it's it's my opinion is always going to be extremely different because for better or worse, football's not my primary concern. Like love football, you know, want our football team to be good, but basketball, especially women's basketball is always going to be my primary concern. So my interests are not going to generally be as aligned as like most fan base consensus would be. So like, I don't have strong feelings there. It would be dope to have Cincinnati because like my entire extended family is over in Ohio. So that'd be cool. But beyond that, I'm just like, look, I still don't think that we're any closer to knowing what's happening. Um, I've seen apparently there's some like message board rumors flying about like Iowa State meeting with school. I'm like over it. I like don't care. I don't want to hear it. I I scroll past it in my group chats. Like when something happens, I assume that I'll get a call from a family member giving me a heads up if they know. But other than that, I just I I don't care. <laughs> I just I don't care. It's actually kind of funny because those rumors that you're talking about um, actually came about because of a a guy that normally flight tracks the KU people that noticed it coming from Iowa State going to Ohio State, um, which was kind of funny. Uh, you know, so it's, it, you, you have KU people to uh, thank for that getting out there and a bunch of people talking about oh, it. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, there's a few things that have to actually happen. I think before we can get into a serious conversation about who would be coming in or what kind of timetables we'd be looking at. First, we need to know when Oklahoma and Texas are actually leaving to go play for the SEC. Cause that's going to affect how many you bring in, who you bring in and kind of the time frame for that. Cause if, if, if Oklahoma and Texas aren't leaving until 2025, they actually don't start in the SEC till 2025, which you can have your own thoughts about whether that happens or not. But if that doesn't happen, it doesn't make sense to all of a sudden add a bunch, you know, add extra teams right now and wait for that. You would want to time that more until, you know, what you know is actually going to happen at that point. So, um, and then in terms of like who, you know, cause I think who you add depends on how many teams you're going to add. Are you just getting back to 10 to keep what you had before? Are you trying to go to 12? Are you trying to even go even bigger than that and go to 16 to try to find something that is quote unquote more stable into the future? There's so many open questions. I think that's probably what the expansion committee is probably going to be looking at first is figuring out what that number is, what that, like what the criteria are for deciding if they're going to expand, when they're going to expand and how many they're going to expand to. And then you can start talking about teams once we actually know what that's going to look like. So there is a subcommittee that has been basically kind of announced uh, as far as uh, four individuals in the Big 12 who are responsible for deciding and, and kind of screening and testing which teams will be considered for, for realignment for the Big 12. Um, it seems to be led by Texas Tech Athletic Director Kirby Hokut, who, um, who spoke with the media about it and his guy I feel fairly confident and he's been on the playoff committee uh, he I, I, I think it makes sense that he's sitting in this spot uh, along with him are Baylor athletic director Mac Rhodes uh, Iowa State president Wendy Winterstein and Kansas Chancellor uh, Douglas A. Gerard I don't know enough about the other three members on this committee to have any sort of real comment or really have confidence in it and i don't mean confidence in it from like a these guys all suck it's more of a like i don't know which way to feel one way or the other um it is interesting to me that you both are you know essentially our like school reps for the two of the schools that are represented here in iowa state and kansas 
So I, I would be curious from both of you, and Andy, I'll let you go first here. Like, what are, what are your thoughts on on Gerard and the fact that he is in this this subcommittee? Well, I mean, I. I do think it makes a lot of sense. You know, he is a guy who, when he was brought in, was very methodical about the way that he did things, you know, wanted to kind of take a look at all of the possibilities. And that's what we need at this point. They don't need someone who's going to, you know, get super excited at every possibility and jump head first and, you know, go fast. Because this isn't something that you need to fix tomorrow. This is something you need to weigh all the options, calculate what actually is your best move and go from there. And Gerard is, is well known for that. Um, you know, he is... He is, I think he's kind of the guy, if no one else on the, on the committee will, he will kind of level set and make sure that people don't get too excited about one particular option or anything like that. And, and again, I'm not saying that any of the other people will, but that is the main thing that he brings. Um, you know, he is very, very thorough and very, very detailed about it. So I am not concerned about that. And, you know, at all, I do find it interesting that the two presidents that are on the committee are Iowa state and Kansas, the two schools that theoretically are the you know, safest bet if there is one to go to a place like the Big Ten. It's one of those things where, you know, a lot of people are meet like, oh my gosh, that means that, you know, this is the play. This is what everyone's doing now. And that, and that's what they're focused on. I don't read it like that. I read it as, especially Kansas and Iowa State, they wanted to be on this committee because if they do end up having to stay in a Big 12 that's been expanded, they want to make sure that it is a fallback option that they can stomach. And that's really what it's all about, is that all of these teams right now, no one's actually committing moving forward to the big 12 because we have to figure out what that's going to look like, but you definitely want to make sure you give it the best possibility of actually working and getting to the best possible expanded big 12 that we can possibly get to. Yeah. I think I know for a fact, like president Winterstein is super passionate about the school, which I mean, obviously every president's going to be passionate about their school, but she has been there for a while. You know, she's got connections that go beyond being the president. And I mean, if you know Iowa State, you know what we were coming off of as far as our last president goes. So it's a little bit different there. But um, <laughs> that was fun. But um, she, I think that she has the best interests of Iowa State as a whole, you know, she knows that having a good conference leads to having better athletic programs, knows that having better athletic programs leads to better outcomes, more money for your school, things like that. I mean, obviously, that's that's not going to be unique for Iowa State, um, but as far as just having someone in that position who really, truly has been there is is used to being around campus kind of can take the temperature I think of what the fan base is thinking obviously is in really good communication with someone like Jamie Pollard you know I think that there's I don't know it's probably not unique to Iowa State you know but I just think that there's really good communication that goes on at Iowa State and I think that it's cool to have you know someone with a seat at the table there considering like you said Andy like you know it's, it's possible to have a landing spot outside of it but you also can't guarantee anything out there you know out in the wild so to speak and so you want to have something close to home as far as having the potential of the big 12 surviving it you know the, I mean the other thing best. right the, the other thing to think about too is you know you have two representatives from the biggest like geographical area in terms of Texas that are there. So those, those two athletic directors, 
Then you have the two schools that have arguably the best programs in the two major sports, you know, on the seat as well. So you have a, a diversity of different situations uh, that are there that theoretically mm-hmm. allows you to put your best foot forward in terms of, you know, football. You have the Iowa State football program, which is arguably the best program right now outside of Oklahoma and Texas that are leaving. You have the Kansas basketball program, and then you have the biggest area in terms of Texas. So you have a lot of different concerns, a lot of diversity there in terms of making sure that everybody has at least a voice at the table. Um, sure, you can make an argument that, you know, it'd be nice to have someone from every school so everybody has their voice at the table, but you can't obviously do that because then, it, you know, what's what's the point in having a subcommittee? Um, but it's definitely one of those things where I think it's diverse enough that we're going to get enough viewpoints that we're not going to have anybody trying to railroad through their specific view that's going to hurt other people potentially. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting committee. Again, I didn't I didn't know a lot about everybody on it. Um, I, I feel confident in, in, in Hokut leading it. I think he's in a, one of the better or one of the stronger ADs in the Big 12 for a while. Um, it is interesting to me that, that which schools were left off. I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into all of this stuff, but maybe it doesn't really matter because, again, we don't know all the inner workings of the power structure within the Big 12 as a conference and who's really best at what. So I, I will be interested to see how this, obviously we all are, how this works moving forward. Um, yeah, remember how I said we'll have a guest? I don't know. I guess we are going to have a guest. No worries. Um, I think we pretty much summed up this. Like I said, I don't want to talk about teams specifically. We'll save that for another day. Uh, but speaking about realignment, uh, there was a team that we all have in the list of potential teams into the Big 12 uh, that, that got the honor of being uh, this past week's Big new Saturday season two debut, and that would be the Boise State Broncos. And, and I'm just going to get a little petty here for just a moment, both as an Oklahoma State fan and a fan of the Big 12. There is a shirt in, the, in this Boise State collection that I have already added to my uh, growing cart that may uh, commemorate a specific play during a specific game back in, I don't know, 2007, um, in which Boise State won a game against a team that may or may not be uh, currently in the Big 12, but leaving in a year or two to go to the SEC. And um, I am petty enough to buy this shirt just for that simple reason. Yes, it is. A, it is literally just says Statue of Liberty 2007, New Year's Day, Glendale, Arizona. It's in my cart. I can't wait. Um, in fact, there's a few of the teams that are being considered for the Big 12 who have some really kick-ass lineups uh, on home field apparel right now. Boise State does. Uh, Colorado State, who is a school that I continue to just... I'm, I'm going to keep using the stop trying to make Colorado State happen meme that I have made for Mean Girls because <laughs> I don't understand it as an addition to the Big 12 outside of their home field shirt collection is awesome. Uh, SMU's is pretty, pretty dang good. Uh, Houston's is, is fine. No shot at home field there. I'm sure it's Houston's fault, not theirs. They do an excellent job, as we all know. Um, so go go to homefieldapparel.com. It makes the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel you will find. You will also find Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State there. Uh, you will see another Big 12 school very soon. Very soon. That's all I can say. Uh, hey, BYU's in here. It's pretty solid. That's a school that people were talking about. Memphis. I want one of the Memphis State shirts. I believe UCF is in here as well. Yep. You say I have here. a BYU oh, shirt. I know it's fantastic. Uh, I know UCF is because it's got the, the what is it? The uh, Citronaut. Yes. Who is who just looks like the character from the Flintstones who I can't think of his name, but he's the little creature from the future who always comes back and messes with. Yeah, I'm, I'm weird. Um, anyways. Homefieldapparel.com. Go there. Use the promo code NETWORK12. 
and get 15% off your first order. Um, all orders of $70, $70 or more get free shipping. You're going to want both of those things, both the free shipping and the promo code, because no one in their right mind ever goes to Homefield and goes, I'll take one Homefield, please. Just one. Just one shirt. No, that's that's garbage. I told you, my my card's getting a bit monstrous at this point, and I I'm, I'm not going to buy anything until the next Big Twelve school happens to pop up, and not like current future Big Twelve schools, like actually current Big Twelve schools that are, whatever. Homefieldapparel.com promo code Network Twelve. Be rocking the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel there is today. Before we move on from your ad read, I have two things to say regarding it. One, uh. Jody Steyer would be so happy if we added Colorado State because that's her alma mater and she loves to visit. So there, there's your one little thing of why you can not have Colorado State stop. Stop trying, stop trying to make Colorado State happen. Two. Two. Uh, I got a t-shirt, a Boise State shirt signed by like the backup that like threw the Statue of Liberty throw or something i don't know where it is now but like my parents had like a friend of a friend who like knew the kid and one day my parents are like here this this for you and i was like what and they're like yeah this is this is the guy and i was like that's dope thank you <laughs> of course this was in 2007 so i was 11 years old but I don't know where it is now. I'm sorry. You know, I wish I had it. If, if home field, you have to find to pull it. Up. All right. You have to find it, by the way. If, if, if Homefield was ever to do an individual player shirt, that would be the guy to get. That'd be freaking awesome. They've got, no, no, no. They're, they're doing some NIL stuff and they've got at least a couple of players from Indiana. Shocker, by the well, way. Of Shocker course, that of Homefield course. would go with Indiana versus the Man. school Liverpool players for NIL deals. Um, Jamie, you need to find that shirt so that when uh, when Boise State inevitably joins the Big 12, we can auction it off for the 10 12. What I'm going to have to know, see, because this is bad, because me finding things, it, it's not me finding things. I have to tell my mom. And then when she can't find things, my parents' house is miserable. So this will not impact me at all. But if my dad listens to this episode, he's going to text me like, don't tell her. <laughs> okay, so what and you're we saying know, is, so we so know what you're that saying Papa is listens to episodes. We know Papa Steyer listens to episodes. So. so, so what you're saying is that Philip should not clip out this section of it and send it directly to your mom on Twitter. What I'm saying is he should not say at ISU Cyclone. I hear Jamie had a signed Boise State shirt and see what happens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Andy, you devious son of a bitch. Wait, wait, wait. That wasn't my idea. <laughs> you put it into the ether, and then it floated into my general direction, and I am the um, sociopath that I am, that I'm, I mean, I'm not sure I, I, I guess we get it. to blame it on whichever one you actually do, whether it's just the tweet, then it's Jamie's fault, and if it's oh, the actual it, clip, then it's I my fault. I don't know if we still have it. It's been I a would, long time. I would tweet but... the clip. That's That's how this would work. I would tweet the clip. And not say anything in the tweet specifically about it. Just make sure to tweet uh, at Jamie's mom to see what happens. Okay. Um, like we can share, so we can share the that. one then. That's enough about that. That's enough about that. Hello, Frog fans. I'm Melissa Trebowasser, and this is the Hit the Horn podcast, your source for all things PCU athletics. And I'm Colin Post, and together we'll keep you up to date on all things Horn Frog sports, providing perspective as two people that cover TCU and are also fans of the Frogs. 
Each week, we'll recap the biggest games on the schedule, including football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, and more. So when you're looking for the latest news, insights, and even our opinions, be sure to hit the horn and give us a listen. All right, so that's enough realignment talk. We went longer than I wanted to, but we did get to talk home field apparel, and that always makes me happy. Um, so let's let's hop in here to this week. It is week one of the college football season. It is game time for the Big 12. All 10 teams in action this weekend. Kansas kicking things off at the Big 12 on Friday night, followed by the other nine teams on Saturday. We've got a full slate. Um, six games that kind of, uh, four FCS games on the schedule. Like there's four. And that's, it's fine. Um, I've voiced my opinions on FCS games enough. I don't have to like them, but I also can entirely understand the purpose of them and be okay with that. Um, it is okay to have two truths be the same, be, coexist. I know that's a weird thing for some people to understand that you're not supposed to be okay with something and not like it, but it's, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's like being okay that a food item exists, even though you don't want to eat it, as opposed to being like, they should destroy it. Like, no, it's, it's, someone else likes it. It's cool. Um, we've got multiple games on the schedule. The season's about to kick off. And so we need to kind of do our preseason stuff here, the three of us, because the first time we've all been together to, to do this. Um, so we've got a few predictions that I'm going to have each of us go along and do here. Um, and I'm going to find a notepad that's not completely full to the brim because i got to buy some more notepads because, guys, I've been doing this for a while and I'm, I'm, I don't have a lot of blank pages. i got pages like the backside. There's a pen and it's real hard to read things. Anyways, I'm rambling too much to, so I can take time to get a pen and paper ready because I failed to do so already. Um, here we go. All right, guys. This is our official preseason like Big 12 predictions for a few different things. Um, number one. Let's just get this one out of the way. I don't want to know who wins the Big 12 unless you just really want to make that prediction already. But who is in the Big 12 title game in Arlington at the end of the season and what might be the final Big 12 season with the conference as we know it? Jamie? Gotta go chalk. OU, ISU. I, I mean, I don't feel like I need to justify that very much. I just believe it. That's fine. That's fair. That's okay. Uh, Andy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's... Oklahoma and Iowa State are clearly the two best teams, you know, on paper as of this point right now. Like, really, the race is who's going to be third um, if you're really looking at it. And so uh, there's not one team in that big mess of, you know, third through seventh that I think is good enough that it's just like, oh, they're going to jump up and dethrone Iowa State and Oklahoma from that big, big 12 title game. So it, it is boring. But I, I would be really shocked if it's anybody other than Oklahoma and Iowa State in the big 12 title game. I would counter your thought by saying there's not another team good enough and state that it's more a matter of there's not another team that we know as much about as we do Oklahoma and Iowa State to confidently pick a different team than Oklahoma and Iowa State. Because the, well, that's always the problem because we go through every year. If, if we, you know, when Baylor got there, we didn't think they were good enough. And the truth was we just didn't know enough about Baylor to say, to justify picking Baylor. But we could say the same thing about every team that's faced Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game since it came back. We always had a team that we felt most confident in. And that team that we felt most confident in has yet to actually make the Big 12 title game against Oklahoma. And so, like, um, there's this part of me that's like, I... I I don't care about being right. I really don't give a shit. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's not, oh, Cole, old, old takes expose me. I'm still going to wake up tomorrow and put my pants on two legs at a time and get my girls ready and everything will be just fine. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I, 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 I don't want to, it's not that I care about being wrong. It's just like, 
There's only one other team I honestly think has the pieces to do it. I just don't have the confidence in to do it, and that's TCU. Yes, we can talk about Texas. I don't. I, I'm not going to hop on the Sark train that early. Um, I, I, and I don't. I don't have the confidence in anyone else. The only team other than Iowa State I would pick would be TCU, and. Been so close so many times to just doing it just for fun. So you know what? Because this is my podcast and I run this network and I love all of you and I'm happy to have an Instagram post that has people ripping in and be like, how could you possibly pick? And this don't take this as an anti-Iowa State thing because I know we have a lot of Iowa State listeners and I freaking love you guys. You're awesome. You're amazing. And I love Iowa State and I want nothing but the best for you, but I have to create some sense of variety. So I'm going to say Oklahoma and TCU just because, just because. And I want you to all understand that this isn't some like, this is what's going to happen. It's called, it's August 29th, and don't none of you know what's going to happen at the end of the season other than Oklahoma winning the conference. So let's just move on from that and accept that reality. Uh, I was going to say, so Baylor made the title game like two years ago, and there's no reason for that to happen. No, I was going to say, if if you're going to be different for the sake of being different, then why not be really different and say that it's, you know, Iowa State TCU instead of Oklahoma TCU? I, I'm just helping you dig a little bit deeper, Philip, with all the Iowa State fans. Philip's doing what we were talking about before the episode of people doing things because just for the attention. Bad. And there's that's no what, such that's thing what, that's as what builds popularity, right? That's what makes you more popular as a, pod, as a podcast and as a media outlet. Is it's more fun to just dump on it. I'm not dumping on Iowa State. That's not it at all. It's just, we know. you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, okay, so that's number one. All right. Um, I, I guess I already know my answer to this one. Uh, number two, Dark Horse title contender. So realistically, who is... I don't want to say the third place team, but if somebody other than an OU or an Iowa State did make the title game and pulled, well, again, what we have literally seen every year since the title game came back, which is not the actual preseason number two pick making it there against Oklahoma, what team is that for you, Jamie? It These kind of things are hard for me, and that's mostly because I'm not the football nut that a lot of other people that do these podcasts like youtube are and i really need to like see teams play before i can make any judgments whatsoever reading people's names does almost nothing for me um i i have extremely poor recall as far as that goes um so this is a bad question for me but uh I mean, I suppose that I could I could see what you're saying as far as TCU goes. And part of that is because I refuse to even look the direction of Texas. So why not TCU or Oklahoma State? I don't know. I have nothing to back that up. I have nothing else to say. We're just going to say, Jamie got married, so she's had a lot of other things on her mind. <laughs> right not, right now, okay? I've she's not had been more active important on things. the message she's, board she's doing new. my research. <laughs> You just said you were on a message board taking no. realignment advice from from <laughs> no, Cyclone I didn't go, fan eight seven four three. It was a group chat that brought it up, oh, and okay. I read the message and scrolled on. <laughs> I got married and I went back to school. Like I, we're lucky I'm this coherent. If you can call this coherent. JSJ, everybody, JSJ. Andy, what is your picture? <laughs> you know, you know, f- for the sake of being different. 
but also because I think this could potentially happen. And maybe it's because I spent all this time doing a whole bunch of, you know, season previews over on my podcast. Uh, um, Which you did. And and everybody, yes. let's just, let's take this moment. Go back. You've got all week to get as much stuff yes, digested seriously. as possible. Andy literally did a, an like an episode a day a for row. two entire weeks going over yes. every single team in the Big 12. So, Jamie, with fantastic very, very good guests, primer for you if you interviews. want. You know, you can go back and listen to all of those and you'll learn it's everything true. you need to know. I have know. a lot of stuff yeah. to do this week that I can listen to podcasts. Exactly. Perfect. But, you know, Perfect. I'm probably Rock going to podcast. Rock Chalk podcast. Yes, exactly. I'm probably going to make our friends over at the Rassy Boys Kids really, really happy with this. And maybe it's because it was the last one that I did. Um, but I really think that the, the, the dark horse candidate is West Virginia. Like, yes, they have a lot of questions about what needs to happen for all, you know, for all that to come together. You know, they lost Darius Stills from that defensive line, you know, but they do have a very big stable of talent. They have guys that I think, and, and, and Neil Brown, I think there's more of a Neil Brown pick than anything else. I, I feel like he is a coach that can get it all pulled together and they showed enough progress at the end of last season that I'm, I'm confident that he can pull it together and make a good run at it. You know, it is definitely a dark horse title contender because you know it's going to be tough for them to actually make it happen but if we're looking for a team that's going to surprise a bunch of people it's going to jump up and make it to the title game i think that west virginia is just as good as any other daggy that's all i'm gonna say i mean i know i said tcu so that feels a little bit lazy since i, I went ahead and just picked them to to face oklahoma in the title game and so maybe tcu is, is a little bit lazy but as far as if we're gonna go dot got dark horse like dark horse to me is is not like preseason number three or number four it's it's the like five six seven rank and so if we're going from that standpoint uh, they were so bad last year because they were just wrecked by injuries but it's year three of your head coach it's a it's a team that had to replace so much on the offensive line last year basically brings it all back and I have a lot of real questions on some defensive position groups. I wonder if Kansas State's not the dark horse here because they just should be. Like, I, and Andy's shaking his head no. I get it. And I'm, again, this is dark horse. This is like if I had to pick a team, not third or fourth preseason, like five, six, seven. That's basically like Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and and West Virginia. And I don't trust Daggy. And I am too close to Oklahoma State and have too many very small questions about them. And and maybe I'm just too – I just haven't I, – I, maybe Kansas State's just one of those like we, – we've seen the magic before and we all thought it left with Steiner, but then it stuck around for a little while. And maybe the magic will start to continually fade away the further we get from him. Or maybe there's just a, a wellspring sitting underneath Manhattan, Kansas that just – pours into whichever wizard shows up and starts pulling from it. I don't know where I'm going on all of this. I'm really trying very hard. Sometimes it works and sometimes it sucks. And maybe it's because I've had too many Kansas State fans just tell us that we're too hard on Kansas State, so now I'm going to try and play up so that you'll like us again um, because I, I will whore out my nice comments for people to pay attention. So I will say Kansas State is my my quote-unquote dark horse for the season. Look, I, I, I will say... I can understand why, and I can understand why there are a lot of people that want want to think that Kansas State's going to make that leap because they usually are a very you know a very even in terms of you know they have that baseline of where they're at, and it's usually middle of the conference, and they can potentially jump up higher. Um, the one thing that I will say though is 
I'm not as convinced with Skylar Thompson as a lot of other people are. I, I don't know that there was that big of a variance between what he did and what Will Howard did that wasn't explained <laughs> by youth for Will Howard. And so it's one of those things where I don't like I don't know that Skylar Thompson coming back immediately makes everybody else so much better. And that's what I think. You know, so it's it's one of those things where I could see Kansas State be good. I could see them finish up in the top half of the conference. But to expect them to take that jump up, they're going to have to beat Oklahoma um, or Iowa State in order to be able to make it up there, or actually probably both of them in order to be able to make it up there. And I just don't know that they have enough there, um, especially those those skill position players outside of quarterback. I, you know, other than Deuce Vaughn, I don't know they have enough elsewhere that is going to allow them to make that big jump up that they need to. Look, I'll just remind everybody, I said, when we did our position group rankings, we didn't get through all of them, we only got through four, but we did D-line, we did linebacker, and Kansas State D-line and linebacker groups both ended in seventh place in our like collective rankings between myself and the guests that I had on to talk about them. So I, I have concerns and questions about Kansas State, but, you know, somehow, some way, uh, the Snyder magic is still strong in, in, there in, in Manhattan. Okay, um, most underrated team in the Big 12 this year. And that, again, can be taken in whatever way you want it to go. Um, who do you think is most underrated? Jamie? Uh, I don't have a good <laughs> To be determined? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let up. you know. Make it up. Just, Make it just up. pick someone. Usually, usually I'd, I'd be able to say Iowa State, but that's not happening anymore. Um, I Honestly, I can't. That they even got first place votes this year, so that's dope. But they should have had more. They're gonna okay. take it, baby. So Jamie's underrated team is Iowa State. Got that's it. right. Andy. Look, this is gonna sound like a homer pick, and everyone's gonna make fun of me for it. But I honestly think that Kansas is the most underrated because, okay, the thing is, everybody just assumes that Kansas is is not gonna win anything, or if they're gonna win, they'll they'll maybe squeak by South Dakota. But there is enough talent at the individual positions that I think Kansas could surprise people, not necessarily by winning a bunch of games that they shouldn't, but they will look like a competent team that a lot of people don't think is actually going to happen. And like, there is no, I, I, this is part of the problem for me. There is no team, I think, who is wildly underrated in, in the Big 12, that there are a lot of teams that have the potential for to be really good. But if they're really good at the end of the season, it's not because everybody underrated them. It's because players developed that needed to develop and they were able to put good results in the field. And so I think the only real team I think that is underrated at this point would be potentially a team like Kansas in terms of talking about the talent levels that they have or what they actually have there. So again, this isn't me saying that, you know, man, Kansas is so underrated, they're going to win four games this year. This is me saying that I think everybody just completely writes off Kansas and Kansas has the ability to scare some people this year. They have the ability to potentially win a game that they shouldn't win. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, where the hell did this come from? It's going to be because nobody's been paying any attention or giving any credit to any of the players that are there. Because the one thing that Les Miles did was amass a level of talent that is actually Big 12 caliber talent, except for potentially at the offensive line because those guys need to be developed. And so because of problems that Kansas had in the last few years, especially at that offensive line, we haven't been able to really see what these guys can do. And so everybody just completely writes them off because, hey, it's Kansas. It's really easy to do that. Well, I can cheat here and and say it's the team that I went ahead and just threw into the Big 12 title game and say it's TCU, who's preseason pick number five. If you go by the AP poll, they're basically like the fifth place Big 12 team. And I like I I had them picked third in preseason. Like I just I think they're gonna end up being the third best team. They have way more talent than people realize. 
sneaky good talent. We know they'll figure it out on defense. The question is offense. I, I do think Duggan is a good quarterback. I think if that offensive line is healthy, he will be okay. Like I also part of me is like like it's not that Patterson is gonna get like run out of Fort Worth or anything, but this does feel like a bit of a make or break. Either like you're gonna figure it out again or you're not kind of year. And maybe that's putting too much pressure on this year, but I feel like this is a that you've you don't have too many cooks in the kitchen in the offense anymore. You've got the quarterback, he's got the experience, he's not coming in as a too young or coming off of a massive like health scare. Like I feel like TCU is the most underrated team in the Big Twelve and they really like I I really do think if there is a team outside of Iowa State that faces Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game, I think it is TCU. Like, I, that is the team that I am leaning towards. So I will call them the most underrated this year. Um, all right, most overrated. Who's getting too much love, Jamie? Texas. Horns down. I'm over it. Yeah, this one's easy. Texas. Look, pro football focus. If they're third in the conference at the end of the season. It's because there's like six – Seven and five teams, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, exactly. No, it's you know, it's it's one of those things though. Like Pro Football Focus JSJ rated eyebrows. them as the second best team in the Big Twelve this year, which I just don't see, and it's because of, you know, it's because of there's they have a whole bunch of, you know, talent, high star talented recruits, but until they actually put it together on the field, like I have a hard time picking that they are actually going to put it together on the field because they haven't been able to do it for so long. It's like, it's like Kansas winning the big 12 in basketball until they don't do it. I'm not going to be able to pick against them doing it. Just like Texas, you know, until they actually don't squander the amount of talent they have and underperform, I'm going to pick them to underperform because I just don't see it. I mean, Texas feels like the answer they're ranked in every, they're ranked in all the polls. They never should be preseason. I get the Sark stuff. I get the talent. Um, it 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 kind of it uh, yeah yeah it's, it's you Texas. are allowed to agree I, with us, Philip. I know, and I do, I do. It's Texas, like it, it is. I was trying to figure out a way to just just really piss off all the Iowa State fans who love us, but I I like I can't even say to be like Iowa State's overrated. They're you not. Say it with they're a not. straight face. I can't face. say it with straight. Like I couldn't say it like not laughing. Like I can't. Like it, <clears> they're not. Texas is. Um, and look, maybe they'll surprise us to go eight and four. Like. Which is also an underhanded Maybe. insult that they'll go eight and four and surprise us. But you know, I just I you we do this every year. Like, show me something one time before you expect me to just like hop on the train. Because I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Speaking of overrated and underrated and teams that are maybe undervalued or overvalued, we're very excited about our new sponsor here on the Ten Twelve Network. Whole network. It's called Symbol. S I M B U L L. This is the stock market for sports. So I'm sorry if you don't understand the value and all the terminology that goes in figuring out whether you should buy Apple or some other XYZ company because I don't. I don't know that. So my grandma tried to get me into it. I just couldn't get into it. But I do get into sports and college football. And now there's a place where I can use that knowledge and personal affinity towards teams. And where I think I can spot somebody coming up beforehand and put my money where my mouth is in a way where I don't have to immediately lose it when I am wrong on a specific game. That is simple. This is not gambling. It's available in all 50 states. Okay, There's there's no giving the money to the house and the house always wins. This is, this is 
a stock market for sports. You can pick one of any FBS team, buy a share. You win when that team wins, if that team continues to get better, then you can sell that share in that stock and make more money. This is an investment into college football if that's the kind of thing that you really like. And I am pumped to have them as a sponsor here on the Tinto Network. I actually bought my first share. I bought my first share. I bought a share of Kansas State. I did. Uh, I kept ticking up a little bit and I was tired of it. It ticked up like three bucks since it was 29 bucks. It's 32.89. That's a share of Kansas State. Yes. I bought a share of Kansas State, and I feel very good about that share. I am uh, I am lowballing a share of Kansas, which is currently fourteen twenty four, and the cheapest college football team you can buy a share of. Sorry, Andy, and I'm still trying to not spend fourteen twenty four. That is a long term bought, investment buy. I literally just bought two shares of KU like in the last twenty minutes for twelve bucks a piece. So you got them for twelve? Yep, sure did. I put a bit. I put a bit out there for like thirteen. Oh, yep, somebody did it because now my cash is smaller. Yeah, let's go to my portfolio. Let's see this. What do we got here? What do we got? I got a Kansas and a Kansas State. Whooped. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is very exciting. Um, I'm very pumped for this. And yeah, I got Kansas and Kansas State. I'm psyched to have one of each. Kansas is a long-term play. Kansas State is a, I think, over the next couple of years play. Um, so go to symbol.app. Go to symbol.app. Get a free account. Sign up. You don't have to pay to sign up. Take a look around, see what you see what things are like here. It's really freaking cool. Um, go back and listen to the last Thursday's episode. We had Kenneth Giles, the CEO of Simple, come on and talk about what this place is and why we're so excited to have them as a sponsor for this college football season. Um, when you decide to make your first deposit, $25, use the promo code NETWORK12. I make this real simple. I got one promo code for everything, folks. I'm not trying to make you remember a bunch of stuff. I can barely remember like three different passwords. I'm not going to make you remember multiple promo codes. NETWORK12. And you will be entered in to win two free tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. And game is the right word here. That didn't put a specific sport in front of it because as far as I know, it depends on when we hit the number of, of people who have put in their first deposit, which is 50 across the entire network. That's five shows participating in this. So once we hit, I think we said 50, right? Andy? Yeah. Yeah. Andy's muted for some reason. Um, oh, yes. Yes, we did. Sorry about that. Yeah. So go to symbol.app. Put some money in. You can join. Uh, you can be one of our teammates or one of my teammates. I'm on there. Uh, we've started. Yep, we're I'm on there pick too. three league. We're going to have a pick three league. We're going to put three picks, uh, three of the games from the Big 12 each week. We're going to put the picks in there. You can participate in that. We'll talk about that more later. Once I add a few things ironed up, we're going to have some fun prizes each week and at the end of the season. So go to symbol.app. S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P and start making money off of college football. The Honestly, the most fun way I think I've ever had. Like, I'm not a gambler. What are your usernames if someone were to want to add you as a teammate? Uh, oh, you, I've, I had to figure that out before and I couldn't figure out what my I, username I have was. them both up. Mine is Mr. Brain. It is an online handle I've used for a really, really long time. Long story all nice. the way back when I was a kid. Uh, and yours, Philip, is pslavin84. There you go. Peace Mr. as in M-R or as in M-I-S-T-E-R-B-R-A-I-N. My old Twitter handle too. So I say as I'm signing up right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be, be like JSJ, sign up for yep. Symbol and come find us. I promise it'll yep. be fun. I will have the link for our, our Pick 3 League both in the show notes here and you can find it uh, on the Twitter account at 1012pod. Nope, sorry, at 1012network. I got to get used to that. I've done that before. <laughs> at 1012network on Twitter, uh, at 1012pod on Instagram. Um, come sign up. We're doing Pick 3 this year. I've already got five people who were set up in here, myself and Andy included, and three other people who I have no idea who they are. Chris Gibbons, uh, CJ Buchanan, 
I don't know who the other guy is. It's all email. This I don't know. Exactly. Like their real names. Um, symbol.app. Go check it out, guys. I think you're really going to like it. I'm really excited to have them partnering with us this fall football season. It's something new and unique and interesting, and I, th- I think it's right up everyone's alley. I think you guys are really going to like it. Your home for everything Kansas Jayhawks is the Rock Chalk Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Metz, and every week we run through the most important stories for all your favorite Kansas programs, whether it's football, soccer, or tennis, volleyball or basketball, baseball and softball, or any other Jayhawk competition, we have it. We have game previews and recaps, interviews with coaches and others close to the team, and analysis from those who pay close attention to all of these programs. You can find us by searching for Rock Chalk Podcast on your favorite platform, so start listening today. Okay, it is week one. We have 10 games going on this weekend. And so we're going to end this show like we pretty much do every Monday show um, during the season. One game you're most excited for this weekend. Andy? Are we are we doing the old you can't pick your own team rule? Yeah, because that's well, lame. Okay, okay. Also, okay I will make the comment. The reason that you could honestly say that Kansas is the most, the one to be most excited about is because it means the big 12 football is back. It's the yes. very first one. It means that we are officially inside of the big 12 football season. So also I'm actually going to be at that game. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that one mainly because I'm going to be there, but if I'm going with games that I actually want to see games that I'm going to make sure that I watch, it is that Louisiana at Texas game at, you know, three 30 central time on Fox on Saturday. That is going to be an absolutely great game. You know, I had uh, I had uh, Andrew Dowdy of, of the High Motor Pod over on my podcast, over on Rock Chalk Podcast, talking about that game and about the line of that game. And if you're betting that game and what you need to be paying attention to, it's going to be a fantastic game. It's going to be a really intriguing game, I think. And we're going to learn a lot about this Texas team, I think, from that game. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's like a win-win scenario. Like either, okay, Big 12 looks okay and they win a game, or... Everyone can shut the hell up about Louisiana and Texas loses to them. Okay. Um, I'm not going to pick that game because I think there's almost like too much like, ha ah, Texas might lose. And they might. I don't think they will, but they might. Um, and so that like, hey, it's a ranked game. They're basically ranked two spots apart from each other in the AP. Um, I'm, there are some good games. Obviously Oklahoma at Tulane is interesting, if nothing, because like we really need to feel bad for everybody currently living in, in Louisiana and New Orleans right now with the hurricane that's hitting. Um, Stanford, Kansas state is interesting. West Virginia, Maryland is interesting. Texas tech and Houston is really interesting. And that's the game I really want to watch is Texas tech Houston. And I, and it's, it's, it's this because I mean, Hey, we have the tech bet here, uh, that Daniel has placed on the Texas tech over, uh, season total. Um, Houston's not really that good under old uh, Holgie, um, Dana Holgerson. This is a big year for Matt Wells. Um, Tyler Shuck is supposed to be a first-round draft pick. I say that jokingly, like, side-eyeing the whole situation. Like, I, it's a big game. It's a big game for Texas Tech and for the season because I think if they lose this game, it does not set them up well for the season. And it does not set them up well for trying to hit six game wins in a bowl game like Matt Wells basically needs to do to keep his job. Um, Maryland, West Virginia is cool. Stanford, Kansas State is going to be I, I'm really interesting. But I, that Texas Tech Houston game, I'm just I have I'm, I'm just weirdly interested in Texas Tech this year because it's the only job I look at and go that one's probably going to be open by the end of the year. And I think this first game, this season opener, could 
could have a Illinois Nebraska week zero kind of situation of like, um, well, that's not a good start to your to a year where you couldn't afford to have a bad start. No, that's fair. That that was probably my second one. Like if I, you know, if I was looking at one that wasn't the ranked matchup between the top, you know, two potential best or the the best game, that's probably the one that's the most important for how we think about the Big Twelve this year, because Texas Tech is a team that could potentially be right smack dab in the middle of the Big Twelve. And you can't afford to lose that kind of game if you want to be one of those teams and want to show just how deep the conference is. All right, with that, I feel like this is a good uh, first voyage for the three of us again here for the the start of the season. Um, so make sure you're following us on Twitter. Follow the the show and everything else in the 1012 Network. In case this is your first time listening to anything, we are part, this is the 1012 Podcast, part of the 1012 Network. We are a network of six shows um, all who share a passion for the Big 12. Um, of course, the 1012 Podcast, which is our, our flagship. We also have the Rock Chalk Podcast, our Kansas show with, with our good friend Andy. Uh, we have Hit the Horn with Melissa Trebowasser and Colin Post, which is our TCU show. Uh, we have our Texas show, Fire the Cannon, with Rocky, Hannah, and Megan. Uh, we have our Men's and Women Basketball Podcast, a whole Big 12 basketball podcast. Christine Butterfield is hosting that. It's called Midwest Madness. Uh, we have Raspy Voice Kids, With Brandon and Jeremy, it's our West Virginia show. You guys really should check it out, whether you're a West Virginia fan or not. It is absolutely fantastic. Okay. So go check out every show on the network. Give us a follow on Twitter at 1012network. We will we will give you everything you need to know about all the shows. We'll get you links to every episode each week so that you can check them all out. Follow us on Instagram at 1012pod. I've been a, a bad a bad job. A bad job. I've done a bad job of posting on it regularly. I am, I am sorry. We forgive you, Philip. I will, I will admit it. Uh, Andy, can everybody check you out? Yeah, you can find me personally on Twitter at AndyMitz12, um, or you can find the Rock Talk podcast on Twitter at Rock Chalk Pod. And Jamie? Uh, yeah, I'm still, still same handle. Still same handle at JSteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z, everywhere. Uh, change the display name, not going to change the handle. It's been like over a decade at this point so gotta gotta keep the brand it was non-negotiable in the the, the weddings it was like the one yeah, line of the prenup card. right was that you get to keep the handle we want yeah. prenups we want <laughs> um okay this has been fun we'll be back on thursday as per usual with our first picks episode of the season with daniel and chris and don't forget every friday we are putting out our friday 15 where we spend 15 minutes each friday talking about the non-football olympic sports like soccer and volleyball and cross country uh, and the others that will be starting soon including equestrian uh because i care and i, I want to so we're gonna and uh make sure you rate subscribe review we love you guys. Season is here. It might be the last season of the Big 12. Let's go out with a bang and all show up better than the UCLA fans did during Big Zero. Podcast Network.